successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate you joining us today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio as well. Been a great week. Hope you guys are doing great. Uh, today's show is going to be awesome. We are going to have on Michael Viazzoli, Bank of Kansas City CEO and president, who is a his company, Bank of Kansas City, is a title sponsor of one of our title sponsors of Grill Nation. Just a great guy. And one of the things he's doing now from time to time is he is coming in studio and connecting us with uh, true newsmakers and thought leaders in our community, in the country. And uh, one of the things uh, that we're really excited to have on the show today is George Gastella, who's the president and CEO of Union Station. And Union Station, if you don't know, has a long, long history of ups and downs. I mean, we're going to get into with George uh, the early history during uh, World War One, World War Two era. Millions of people went in and out of Union Station to the uh, shutdown in 1980 when the highway system took over to the revitalization through the bi-state tax initiative where all the communities in Kansas City, both on the state, both on both sides of the state line, Missouri and Kansas, really kind of came together, which it's fascinating. It'll be fascinating to talk to George about uh, going back in time and talking about how that happened in the mid to late 90s uh, with all of the current things happening today in Kansas City. Um, really just going to be fascinating to talk about him about how that all came together and what implications it has for today when, you know, downtown has continued to grow all the things that have happened in union station, uh, with regards to who's in the building now, what they're doing now, we're going to get into some of the exciting things that are happening, uh, in the future. They're doing all kinds of, uh, renovations and additions, uh, even talk about an amphitheater, um, on, on a grass with seating 5,000, uh, for concerts now. Uh, the fountain in front is beautiful. They've renovi- uh, revitalized that. There's a, a new uh, parking lot, uh, bridge, and transportation ways to getting in and out of the station. Just really fascinating stuff. And uh, I've met George about 10, 15 years ago when he was the uh, president and CEO of the American Royal Association. Uh, he was wearing a lot of cowboy boots back then, and I'm sure we'll get into that on the show. But he... Uh, he has a rich history in Kansas City, working with the Greater Kansas City Chamber. He was in the banking industry for quite a while. He also revitalized and uh, kind of relaunched the Starlight Starlight down uh, that we love. I love Starlight. I love going to concerts there and kind of help with that business strategy. And he, then he went to the American Royal, and now he has been at the Union Station in Kansas City for about eight years. So George is a um, very knowledgeable person. He's going to go through all of the intricacies of finance, uh, talked about the structure of Union Station, talk about the history, and talk about what's going on there now. And I'm really thankful to the Bank of Kansas City and to Michael Viazzoli, president and CEO, for setting up this what will be a great show today with George Estell, president and CEO of Union Station. And on that note, I want to quickly mention that um, Union Station has the Body Works 
and cycle of life exhibits right now. And I am excited. I have never been to this, but I am going to check it out. Uh, I'm hoping that George can uh, can hook me up here. But the website is at unionstation.org backslash cycle of life. Uh, many of you have probably heard about the Body Works exhibit, but um, it looks pretty cool. I know Mark, um, who is in studio with me right now, has been to both of them that they've had at Union Station. I, I, I've just... I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's the original inspiring and educational. It's now open, uh, limited engagement. If you go to the website at Union Station, you can learn more about Body Works and Cycle of Life. But uh, really fascinating information, and, and I'm very lucky to have it here back in Kansas City. So definitely check that out. It looks like it's going through October 23rd, uh, 2016. Hours are 10 to 5 most days, and then on the weekends um, from 10 to 7, Friday and Saturday, and Sunday from noon to five um, guests should plan to spend at least 90 minutes and up to an entire afternoon exploring this exhibition. And again, that is at union station body works and the cycle of life. Very exciting stuff. Looking forward to checking that out. So that's the show today. I uh, also want to mention one of our um, guest hosts and partners of grill nation reached out to me about an event that he's very um, fond of. His name is Ryan maybe, and he is the, um, founder and uh, own one of the owners of Jay Rieger and Co. Also, obviously, one of the owners of the Rieger KC comes on the show from time to time. We're going to have him on again, I believe, in uh, either September or October with some really fascinating guests. Really appreciate all he does and what he adds to Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. But there's an event that he's been a founder of. It's called the Paris of the Plains Cocktail Festival, and it's going to be in its fifth year this year. The dates this year are August 25th, through 29th um the website is popfestkc.com so uh ryan is 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 a mixologist he's he's the man when it comes to this kind of thing he's won awards uh he's been all over the world uh, but he's really proud of the paris of the plains cocktail festival and so again it's it's uh, august 25th through 29th it features educational seminars guest speakers cocktail parties live music and more again it's the fifth year of the festival if you go to the website they have a amazing schedule. They're going to have each day starting off with free yoga. That's kind of a kind of a cool thing these days. People are doing. They're going to have industry socials. The, the 26th, they're going to have how to um, blind taste spirits. They're going to have a, a agave luncheon, sherry. I mean, just KC Kill Classic music, Paris of the Plains bartender competition. Uh, they're just it's just amazing all these different events they're having here at popfestkc.com. Um, so check it out. It's uh, it's going to be a really cool event. Again, popfestkc.com is the world's most sophisticated. It, Kansas City is where the world's most sophisticated countdown bears her soul and demonstrates how she became known as the Paris of the Plains. The Paris of the Plains Cocktail Festival is an annual celebration of the art of cocktail, food, and music, all of which have flourished in Kansas City since the jazz era. PopFest was founded by local bartenders, including Ryan Maybe, Doug Frost, and Brandon Cummings, to promote the craft of bartending in Kansas City, and it has its roots in regional competition. Still a highlighted event, the Paris of the Plains bartending competition has evolved into an up-close and personal showcase of the country's most creative bartenders, and the PopFest now encompasses four days of educational seminars by world experts, after-hours jazz and music parties for the late-night set, and oh-so-lively competitions such as the Midwest Malay, uh, Melee, excuse me, a multi-city cocktail smackdown. The 2016 Paris of the Plains Cocktail Festival is happening August 26th 
through 29th. Again, the website is popfestkc.com with schedule, competing, volunteering, contact, gallery, and lodging options. You can also download the schedule on the website. So kudos to Ryan, maybe. Grill, Grill Nation show uh, guest host and contributor for his work on the KC, Paris of the Plains and PopFest KC. Again, PopFestKC.com. Today's show is going to be awesome. I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation show. Before I forget, they are amazing groups, amazing people. They are the Bank of Kansas City, Trust, Two West Advisors, and Ryan Rink, all title sponsors of the show. The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest host and contributor, Catalyst, Danny Pfeiffer is a contributor, The Rieger KC and Jay Rieger and Co. Ryan Maybe, guest host and contributor, and Kansas City Power and Light District. Really excited that Bank of Kansas City has joined us, will join us today. Michael Viazzoli, president and CEO, great supporter, partner, and sponsor of Grill Nation Show, bringing on George Costello, who is the president and CEO of Union Station in Kansas City. Going to be a great hour with these two awesome, awesome gentlemen who are very successful in their own right and have done some amazing things here in Kansas City. You're listening to Grill Nation. Thanks for listening. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running past like a man on a wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know why. Keep them going crazy, though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Mo. Hello, welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Greer. Listen to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. Appreciate our listeners also joining us today on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, as well as at GrillNationShow.com, where you can find all of our podcasts, photos of our guests, uh, and links to our guest website and whatnot there. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. As I mentioned in the first segment, we are lucky to have uh, a great title sponsor of the Grill Nation show, and that is the Bank of Kansas City. And I want to welcome in our guest for today. We have Michael Viazzoli, who's the uh, president and CEO of President and CEO, excuse me, of Bank of Kansas City. And we have a guest that he uh, set us up with that I met about uh, ten years ago. I think it has maybe even more than that now. It's crazy. Uh, George Costello, who's the president and CEO at Union Station in Kansas City. Welcome to the show, guys. Good morning. Jason, how are you? It's good to see you. Good. Um, Michael, let's start off with you. Talk to us a little bit about Bank of Kansas City. Well, uh, Bank of Kansas City, we continue to to grow. Uh, we continue to benefit from uh, having some very talented people on our team. And so far this year, we've we've seen continued expansion across different lines of business. But what we've also done is seen lots of our uh, talented folks being highlighted. As you know, Kevin Zimmerman is the next gen, mm-hmm. 40 under 40. And then Kristen Tyson has also been now uh, selected as part of the Women Who Meet Business. As oh, great. Business Journal Program. So, uh, and that's this, tough to get. That is, that is, that that is, is tough a tu- to That see. is a tough award to get. I know there's a lot of people that uh, are nominated and apply for the Women Who Mean Business Award. I personally have worked on people's nominations throughout the PR years and uh, – it's great to see someone get that award. It's a and, tough and one. Needs to say we're very proud of both of them, and, mm-hmm. and this is a situation where they're awarded for work that they've done over the years and demonstrated uh, that, that they've earned it. So uh, mm-hmm. very proud of that. Um, needs to say we also have the, uh, the penny acquisition of Missouri Bank and Trust in front of us that we're working through and hopefully bring that to conclusion. But uh, just very excited about kind of where we are today, and then when I think about the combination of the two organizations, um, 
yeah, it's tough, tough to get a little giddy, not to get giddy about it. Yeah, really. And um, more information about the Bank of Kansas City is online. What is your website, Michael? Uh, BankofKansasCity.com. Great. Great. Uh, so we, uh, from time to time, Michael uh, comes in once a month, and uh, he knows everyone. It connects me to everyone. And George, uh, George Gastel, president and CEO of Union Station. Welcome to the show again. And you've been here. You've been at Union Station for about seven years. It looks like yeah, almost eight now. Tell us about your background. Well, man. it's a, it's an odd background. I used to be a banker, so Michael f- makes me feel like I'm at <laughs> home because I get to know how to say no, no. But uh, actually, I started my career many many years ago, almost thirty five years ago, uh, as a commercial lender, and then I. Said, uh, you know, you really want to. If you really want to do something, you have to give back to the community. So I decided to go into non for profit um, management and uh, start a ten year career at the Greater Kansas City Chamber with Pete Levy, and we had a great time and started small business of the year activities and entrepreneurial programs. It's been successful. Day. Yeah, it's really it's you know, well, it's because we've had, the, we've had a few of the recent winners on the show, and and uh, it's, great. it's great. In a way, we started it almost twenty some odd years ago. You would get very fearful because you knew you were going to be blessing an entrepreneur, and we know most small businesses sometimes fail in the first five years. Mm-hmm. So you had to really look at the quality. So I was there and, and learned an awful lot, and had a great opportunity even to work on Buy State at the time when I was at uh, at Union Station. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that was a great opportunity. Then I went to Starlight Theater, had a great time there, and built the new Starlight Theater for several years. And you did, yeah. So it was uh, so when you see beautiful we, place, we landed the helicopter on Miss Saigon, uh, and it was an amazing experience in Kansas City. And uh, Paris was one of our great partners at that time. And then uh, then I decided to become a cowboy. So I was the CEO for the American Royal for about six met, years. That's where I met you for the first yeah, time. I, I had more clothes and more boots than I have now sold. <laughs> And I've lost the weight that I gained there, yeah, there too. Right. So, you right. know, it was 215 pounds, but you weren't going to eat What was chicken. your secret there? What was my secret? How, Eating large sums of food. I mean, no, no, I didn't it? lose any weight there. I had to leave there to lose <laughs> okay. weight. Uh, and, then, uh, and, then, uh, and then, of course, so my whole career has been working with uh, organizations that are usually 100 years old or over, and then had the great opportunity to then go back to uh, Union Station. Uh, really the icon of Kansas City and really have the opportunity to work with an amazing board and amazing civic leaders to set a strategy for that building and for our science center and where we are today as kind of the icon of Kansas City. Right. So talk to us about the history of this building uh, because people forget about that. This Let's talk Let's talk before mm-hmm. by state and all that stuff. It actually back in the, you know, it established in 1914, right? Yeah. And millions of people were going through this, traveling through Union Station. Well, when you really think about Union Station, it is truly Kansas City's monument and has been voted that. But when it was built in the early uh, 20th century, it was the center for transportation for the 20th century. And when you think about Union Station, it really, when Jarvis Hunt created it, uh, and it had to move uh, because of floods, like usually everything in Kansas City dealt with natural disasters, had to move from where the American Royal was. And it was a really unique, uh, Jarvis Hunt evaluated that as the center of the city. He felt like everything was to be there elect uh, governmental institutions, museums, and he wanted to create a monument. Never had built this monstrous 850,000-square-foot, 10-story complex. And uh, it took uh, almost four years. Um, five people lost their lives. 500 men built that amazing facility. And it really was the transportation hub for the 20th century. But what he did when he did that, it is really epitomizes what Kansas City is and what we stand for determination, innovation, creativity. That's really what we were. Uh, it cost almost $5 million to build. Think about wow. that. Uh, and in today's dollars, a half a billion dollars to make us the second largest uh, freight center in the United States. But at the time, we were the 
third largest train station in the United States. It was a burgeoning experience. And so his vision of that, and it cost $48 million to create all of the transportation functions to get it there. So when we're talking about a a billion dollars for a a new airport, Mm -hmm. can you imagine what our community was doing back then? Right. Far exceeds that. And that's why we were that. And, And really every troop from every war had walked through Union Station. It was the centerpiece and it was really the center of transportation for Kansas City and, and, and really continues to be that monument. Hundreds of, of thousands of people. Um, it's just kind of funny to look back at this, you know, cigar shop in their barber shops, railroad offices. I mean, it had everything. Well, jewelry stores, as well as it was the center for entrepreneurial creativity. Um, our, our friends Harvey, uh, Fred Harvey, created his entire operations, the man. On entrepreneurial vision, created the probably the finest restaurant system in the entire United States. Everything was operated out of Union Station. So when you're thinking about airlines today and all the food and food host and all and Marriott, that is who Fred Harvey was wow. and his creativity and all the way down to Harvey Girls from Kansas City all the way out to the West Coast. It was an entrepreneurial engine. If you have an opportunity, read um, 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 a great book written by Field. Feld that talks about an appetite for America. It is for your passion and entrepreneurism. Mm-hmm. Read it because it talks about how you stay focused on the customer and how you always think differently about how to help them succeed. So, uh, George Decello, Union Station President and CEO. So it drew tons of tourists, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then in 1980, it closed. What what happened? Well, um, when you think about Kansas City, well, you're kind of fortunate. We've had many presidents, two presidents, uh, that have actually been in our community. One was Truman, mm-hmm. and the other one was Eisenhower. And what did Eisenhower create? The transportation system called the highway system. Right. And that highway system really started to put an end to rail transportation. So we At least saw, in the Midwest, right? Exactly yeah. right. And, but yet still on freight traffic. Mm-hmm. So you can see we have more highways in Kansas City, and we, we have a very successful community. But rail transportation declined significantly. So by 1980, um, it, probably the last blow came when Amtrak stopped handling uh, mail service. Uh, when you look at Union Station, and we, we were the center. So the building sat dormant in 1980, had to close. Uh, when you come down, you can see a 100th-year anniversary exhibition of it when, when there was a giant bubble inside Grand Hall of Union Station that was the Amtrak experience because it was like, kind of like a tennis court, mm-hmm. you know, when they had the bubble over sure, that. Sure, sure, Well, that's what was blown on the inside of the Union Station because the ceiling was falling in. Wow. And so they finally moved it to the Amtrak shack. And, and, and then uh, development was to happen. Uh, that caused a lot of challenges that did not happen um, thanks to uh, several issues. Finally landed in a long, uh, long lawsuit. And if it wasn't for then-Mayor Cleaver, and then uh, he came up with a strategy to get it back in the hands of the city of Kansas City. And then uh, – It's just the, crazy to think about, you know, when you're, we're downtown now to think about – you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s to think about no Union Station being open down mm-hmm. there. The and Kansas just, City Star wrote an article in 1980 said that that building should be torn because it was a monument of Kansas City's failure. And it must be removed from the, the landscape of Kansas City. And really, that's when Kansas City came together. As I talk about, whenever we're successful in Kansas City, it's all about a union. Mm-hmm. So 12 railroad stations came to get 12 rail companies came together in the early 1900s, never before happening in a union of those 
cause a union station, when the community came together in a union or by state on both sides of the state line to save that historic building because it meant something and it stood for something, then that community runs. And, and that's why we were successful. And it's 20 years now that by state had passed. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit more uh, in the next segment. But just kind of take me through a uh, uh, an elevator pitch of what happened there in, in by state. I mean, because I don't that seems almost impossible to get done today, in my opinion. A it was impossible. Initiative. You know, it was impossible to get it done then. Um, We're talking about the 90s. 1996. Yeah. Um, and if you really think about it, uh, the Greater Kansas City Chamber led the charge. But what was interesting, you had two leaders, Jack Kraft, Missouri, mm-hmm. Steve Rose, Kansas. And Steve Rose, who was always out opposing anything that would happen in Kansas City, crossed the state line, held hands and crossed the state line together. Because what happened was people on both sides of the, ra- the, the state paid for, and think about this, taxation without representation. People in Kansas gave a sales tax for a building in the state of Missouri. Think about free state, slave state. Think about all the issues related to Missouri and Kansas politics, mm-hmm. the distrust. And for one piece and one piece only is to focus on making a better community, focus primarily on children, education, science, technology, and math. That's amazing. That's awesome. So, George Castell, President and CEO of Union Station. We'll be right back after the break with more with him. We're going to talk about some current amenities and uh, look forward to what's in the future for Union Station. You're listening to Grill Nation. First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll Married to the money, introduced it to my stove Showed her how to whip and now she really Hello, welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill and Talk 980 AM 980AM.com Also at iTunes, TuneIn Radio and GrillNationShow.com Really having a great time today with George Costello, who's the President and CEO of Union Station Also Michael Viazzoli, who's the President and CEO of Bank of Kansas City, title sponsor of the show both with me in studio. Michael, do you have any comments about the first segment today with uh, George? Well, it's uh, coming from Los Angeles and only lived here for 20 years to have a better understanding of what happened at Union Station and also knowing the history of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. And, and I think I shared with you earlier, I went on a couple of field trips with some nine-year-olds this summer. And two of those three days either were centered, well, they were both centered around Union Station and to be able to share that with four or five little guys that mm-hmm. don't usually get up and see that. And they went to Science City, and there was a model train exhibit. And then we, another day, we walked through the halls and saw some of the history of it. And these little guys are looking at the little tools that used to be used back in the day, and they saw the beautiful pictures. And then we kind of walked over and used a streetcar and went up into downtown. I thought that was it's just a great example of what Kansas City is about, not only because of its history, but also what's possible when people focus on the right. Right, I totally agree. And we're talking about the Bi-State Initiative in uh, the mid-90s. I think it was completed, the the Union Station revitalization in 1999. Um, George, kind of talk to us a little bit about that. So they had the process and the vote, and people came together. It was a a moment in time in Kansas City and in Kansas City politics, and there are so many people on both sides of the state line. You can imagine going into the Jeff... Uh, the state house in Jefferson City. Mm-hmm. Uh, God breast um, so many people, but Harry Wiggins mm-hmm. fought diligently in the state. And then on on the Democratic side, on the on the Kansas side, you had people like David Adkins. Uh, you had uh, people, uh, uh, so many that had worked so hard, and they had to have the exact same legislation passed. Mm-hmm. And then they came together, which we found since then, right? With 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 the border war and tax issues and economic development right. incentives, it's nearly impossible, right? And today, it, and and twenty years later, it worked. So for uh, and we were talking a little bit off the air. 
$117 million was raised by uh, sales tax on both sides of the state. Clay, Jackson, Platt, and uh, Johnson yeah, passed it. Voted passed for it, it, and it had to pay at that, that time. So $117 million, it was a sunset tax. Once it was raised, that was it. Uh, that money, you can imagine what people were buying. If you bought something, you may not remember what you bought in 1999 or 1998, but I can tell you, you will look at Union Station because you bought that. So that $117 million came from the taxpayers to renovate this monstrous building, That uh, number one. Number $200 million was raised by private sources, and then another $40 million for federal that allowed for all the skywalking system and now really the terminus now of, of streetcar, futuristic point. That happened. And um, so I would say to you that $117 million was the single best economic development tool in the history of Kansas City because now you look back and when we opened, there was nothing there except for Crown Center. Everywhere you look, no crossroads, no there. Since that time, over a half a billion dollars of private investment mm-hmm. has happened. So No new, public money. No public well, some mixture, but you right. got the IRS that moved downtown. You have Liberty Memorial that was changed, the Federal Reserve that came in, the the entire a bridge that went over to a thing called the Freight House, which is now called the Crossroads, mm-hmm. which happens to be that the Bank of Kansas City is now in the Crossroads that never existed <laughs> at ba- Missouri Bank and Trust. Right. Think about that for a moment, mm-hmm. of by state on both sides. The whole Burgeon area, nothing related to the $450 million of a new art center or Sprint Center. So... It all, kind of, it all kind of led the charge. Yeah, it worked. Now, mm-hmm. would I tell you the economic model that ran the station was right? No, I would tell you that was the single worst economic development tool in the history of Kansas City because the strategy was a science center, mm-hmm. an 80,000-square-foot science center, was to operate an 850,000-square-foot train station 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I think everybody got caught up into it. But that's what happened. And uh, and what ended up doing is over that time frame, we are a science center. So you test the hypothesis, you figure out what the good economic model is. And today um, we are strong and solid. Uh, we earn 85% of our own income. We get received no tax dollars. 15% of that dollar amount, somewhere around there, 10 to 15%, comes from sponsorship dollars, not donor dollars. Mm-hmm. And then a 5% come from individual investors, basically those that are members. So for a not-for-profit, a 501c3, our strategy is we are a 501c3 tax code. That's not an operating procedure. And what we do at Union Station is our goal is to increase our revenues, manage our expenditures or decrease our expenditures so we have excess revenue over expenditures, which Michael will be able to tell you is EBITDA. (laughs) And our EBITDA is vitally important. And then that money we give back to our stockholders is the community that we support. So today we operate at a surplus. We operate at at a benefit. Profitable. uh, We're exactly right. We give back to it, and that makes more and more things happen in our community. Mm -hmm. So pretty cool opportunity. Pretty pretty cool. you know, and, and you're in all of the photos now from the World Series. I mean, hey, across that, the world. And, that and we sold that picture. <laughs> I know, and I bought one. I dug on right. And <laughs> we sold over 16,000 of them. So you now know how entrepreneurial Union Station is. So we have to focus on that, and then we have to reinvest in our organization. So that's why our bank, such as Bank of Kansas City, looks at our balance sheet and says, hmm, You've got a eight to one debt ratio. That's pretty goddamn gone good. <laughs> I, we, you want to borrow some money? Guess what we say? No, yes. no, no, actually not. But that's the that's the whole point. And you do it for, for specific reasons. So mm-hmm. we are a business. So let's talk about what you can do there right now, today at Union Station. What's going on? I know you'd say I could go to Pierpont's. You could do so many things. Yeah, we are the. Center. I know there's offices now. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, become a, it's back to being kind of an office space for people and organizations here in Kansas yeah. City. It is is the center of Kansas City. It's a center for uh, where Kansas City celebrates and is educated and motivated. So when I told you earlier in the first segment, we talked about being the center of transportation for the 20th century. Union Station has now become the 21st century center for entrepreneurism, science, technology, and culture. Mm-hmm. And so that's really our kind of focus. When you think about what we do at Kansas City and, 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 and our Kansas City Science Center, which was recently selected the best by Aztec Science Center in the world for customer experience in 2015. Now, I want to see that on wow. all the PR pieces that I don't get see that out, out there. there. I know we can only get we it in the newspaper. We've got to start so trending on we, social we, media. It's pretty impressive. So now we have one of the finest. When you think about science and technology, engineering, and STEM education, mm-hmm. that's where Union Station is. But also we have all the civic organizations. There was a strategy to bring civic organizations and rental income to the station. 150,000 square feet of office spaces leased up. Who's in there right now? Uh, Greater Kansas City Chamber, Kansas City Area Development Council. The And the, why do we want those type of people? Because every time there's a story about something that happens at the chamber, it's from Union Station. Every media hit is from Union Station. Mm-hmm. We have the Kansas City Election Board. So when you go live for election returns, it's right at Union Station. It's all a strategy of media and functioning. Well, Kansas City Life Sciences is there, so on science and technology engineering. Mm-hmm. Even the even the International Soccer Coaches Association for all the world is housed right there oh. in the old Harvey House uh, uh, offices. So it is a constant mix of it. Now, oh, not only that, we have restaurants. We have, you have, uh, you have, you have Harvey's for breakfast, Harvey's for lunch. Mm-hmm. We have Pierpont's, which is a great lunch and dinner spot. We have a chocolate stores, Parisi Coffee, which is one of the best in the country, mm-hmm. if not in Kansas City, and many other activities. And then you add all the attractions that we have. Mm-hmm. An 80,000-square-foot science center that has had monstrous growth in the last five years, almost up 35 to 40% on, on numbers of over a quarter of a million people, kids that are coming through that, that center on a regular basis. We have uh, the city's largest uh, 4K digital projected theater, 40 seat, 40, giant screen seats. there, man. Giant seven there uh, last year. Five I had an MC in the MC Tech Week last year. It was the launch KC competition. Yeah. I stood out there, and it'll be back again. Yeah, it's and, amazing uh, to look and, up at that crowd. Yeah, it's five uh, stories uh, tall and 70 feet wide, and we play first run films. So be looking for Star Wars this fall. Okay, winter it'll be there. All the big ones are happening. A massive planetarium that's very successful, and then an, a 10, uh, 15,000 foot touring exhibition space. And that's what we see on the front. We see dinosaurs. We see bodies. That's that's the big uh, one. You know, all kinds of different things. So that's touring. So that that comes through it. And you guys plan that stuff out way in advance. Right. And then the way we budget it, and Michael knows it because he studies our financials as well, is we budget those touring exhibitions for break even. And the way we operate the business is all of the other functions and all the other tenants keep us at break even. Mm-hmm. And maintain the building, which we have $1.5 million a year electric utility bill. And so we manage that, and then we do all of our budgeting for our touring exhibitions on break-even. Wow. And so we don't bass the business on anything. If it does really well, we have a 25-year maintenance plan with a five-year rolling plan. And what we do is we look out five years, and if we make good money on one exhibit or something in that relationship, we will invest for something that we should be doing five years in the future. So nobody really does that. We don't do deferred maintenance. We look at future maintenance. And we have to be fiscally responsible because once you live through the really dark days, which we almost did in bankruptcy in 2008, you never go back. So that's the business strategy. So we can talk about all the fun things and all the great things, but it is truly our responsibility 
to ensure that that icon is on the front of Kansas City. It's a shining beacon, mm-hmm. and it's our responsibility to be that to the community. You and light, kids. You light it up, man. You light it you up know, there. We, you, we have uh, a blast. You've, got, you've gotten uh, – I got the best job in town. The, the facade, though. Yeah. Uh, with, oh, we With the up. Royals yeah. and the World Series and the Chiefs start. Uh, that's new. Uh, yeah. The last did, few years, I we, mean, I've just noticed there's more – signage more colors it's more. all about it's all about presenting that kansas city icon mm-hmm. and we did that when uh about when the uh, nbl came in with major league baseball for the um I'm trying to think all-star game all-star game yeah and so we said you know what we want to be on television we want to be on espn we want to be on there you light it up they're going to cover us mm-hmm. so if i'm on any television station nationally and internationally it only builds our brand right and so what we did it's was we went to a TV. local guy, uh, Bunny, Benny Lee, and he makes manufactures LEDs. I said, I tell you what, if you donate those, we'll ensure that this building is blue and you'll be on ESPN. <laughs> and, and boom, it happened. And from that point, it has never turned back. So when the tragedy happened in Paris, we let the, lit the building the color of the flag, mm-hmm. just like the Opera House, just like the Eiffel Tower. But in the United States, it was Union Station. On that, we have a monstrous social media program we had over 500,000 views on that on our social media within two days wow so that's what we do george costello president and ceo of union station michael viazzoli bank of kansas city president and ceo we'll be right back after the break with another segment here in grill nation i turn the music up i got my records on i shut the world outside until the lights come on maybe the streets Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. This is Grill Nation with Jason Grill. Also appreciate you joining us on podcast today on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and on GrillNationShow.com. We've been talking to Michael Viazzoli, who is the president and CEO of Bank of Kansas City, a title sponsor of this show, uh, and also with George Costello, who's the president and CEO of Union Station. You can check it out at UnionStation.org. The final segment, George, you've brought a lot to the show today, that's I for sure. Well, Thank you for giving uh, us a chance to can't tell believe the story. I haven't had you on yet. You're it takes lucky. people like Michael to connect us again. <laughs> Our bank now that you, it works not, every time. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the future here. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of updates around the area, I think, lately that maybe have been in the the media. But uh, catch us up on that. I mean, I know you have a, a beautiful fountain out front. Now. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's grown. Yeah, it is. Speaking we, of 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 flair. Yeah, and it's big. It and, and shoots it reminds in the, me of the Bellagio. You know? It, I mean, it is. the whole thing. Actually, it was designed by the people that did the Bellagio. And, and you know, it, it goes back to what we talked about earlier about individuals that have made a difference in Kansas City, and it all tied to entrepreneurial spirit and to the basic focus of determination of always being successful and giving back. And I think Henry Block is that perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. That man who created uh, you know, an entrepreneurial success story has given back. And uh, in 2001, he gave that to Kansas City. It was a magnificent fountain. Times have changed, and he reinvested again to completely update it. New colors, new lights, new jetters, and it becomes the show, just like you had. Now, the it, it, it's bigger than it's bigger than we've seen. Because uh, I remember, you know, I'll go back to the World Series parade and, and event at the station. Yes, um, people were all standing around it in the yeah, photo that's okay. famous now. Yeah, now it's bigger. 
It, well, it, it's it, grown. It, it, like. it, it, it shoots up, and it's much more <laughs> impressive at night with lights. <laughs> Light, sound, music, but it made it beautiful. But, you know, when we focus on being focused as a, an entrepreneurial business that we talk about at Union Station, you have to be focused, and the reason for the turnaround is we have to be focused on customer service. And every time we make any decision, any time we do it, to say, who's our customer, what do they want, when do they want it, where do they want it, at what cost? If you can answer those questions at all times, you will be successful. And so when we looked at the station and what we're doing, we had some real challenges. We weren't focusing on the customers. So when you think of all the people and all the people that are coming to the chamber board meetings, all the people that are coming to the experience our restaurants, you couldn't get to Union Station. It was designed by somebody in New York. I No, no offense, but we won the World Series, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> but they built this, and they put a parking 1,400-seat parking uh, spot in the back. When you come to the front of the beautiful Union Station, when it comes in those magnificent, see the Sistine Chapel ceilings, right? you got to drive two and a half blocks. You don't know where to go. You don't know how to go. Well, that caused a problem. Mm-hmm. So we had to figure out how to engage our customers. And then we made the front uh, m- m- more uh, visitor-friendly. We have a new, uh, beautiful festival area right in front of the, uh, the fountain. Michael Rainin helped us uh, reinvest it to fix the clock. But now I can close off the front easily, but we build a car bridge on the west. Mm-hmm. It takes you right into the third level where nobody parked. Uh, and really? the fourth level, right, because you were going from lower level all the way up. Yeah. Now they park on the third and fourth floor. They walk right into a beautiful sky bridge overlooking downtown right into the front doors. Wow. Okay, that helps us on our See, now I haven't site. been to there for an event since you guys finished that. Well, you, the, you need to be parking, there more often. Parking, parking is parking, an issue. There is no parking issues. And also, it was designed on multimodal fashions, but it also allowed us to be able to close off the front for festivals. So this weekend, last weekend, mayors rock the park, mm-hmm. uh, block the block was at 3 o'clock. The place was packed with family and fun and activities. We flipped it over starting at 8 o'clock, and the next morning we had Race for the Cure for 25000 That's how we So were that was to down do there. It's all, all over two social of them, media, all Race over, for the Cure. Right. That's where it was. It was where Kansas City celebrates. So we had to do that. So we focused on that made a beautiful front. We're under a $7.5 million uh, fundraising campaign to do all that. So we're paying for it out of our own. No tax dollars to do it. So now the bridge is open. The front is done. Well done. And now we have the streetcar. Mm-hmm. Huge numbers of people. Well, the way we said is we have to figure out how you engage Union Station, not only by car and by bus, but now by streetcar. And so how we act- activate that. So we'll be fixing the east side because we're having 150 people at a car getting on and getting off. So they'll have a nice new area. You'll be able to walk right across the front of the building or through it into the parking garage. Then we'll be building a whole new outdoor area in the back where the, that's where, what, what michael and i were talking yeah, about yeah it's really Talk gonna be cool that. yeah it's gonna be a big festival area it's we call it the northwest yards it'll be all grass it'll be all fenced in we'll be able to do concerts of up to five thousand in the back there'll be a stage back there it'll be kansas city's new engagement area but we never want to forget our science center so in the back that's where you'll be able the buses will be able to leave the kids off we'll have a new entrance into the science center a new entrance into the uh, our exhibit experience so our customers that come for activities make it easy and functioning though so they can have a good time leave more money mm-hmm. in order for us to do more things and then we will be expanding our science center out thanks to uh, Burns and McDonald and the Battle of the Brain and we'll be having a whole new outdoor activity uh, area for kids that'll open next year and then inside we'll be opening up a new entrepreneurial conference center that connects uh, so that kids and entrepreneurs can engage. And then we'll connect the planetarium with the science center, and all that will be done next year. So um, all done by donor dollars. So it's a mm. pretty amazing uh, success story. So what what is the headline about Union Station as we move forward? We're if, still I'm open. Writing, if I'm writing a headline for uh, what's a perfect headline? Because I feel like, you know, I'm pretty civically engaged and, and you know, 
I don't have a kid, so I don't go there. But it, it's amazing. Well, you need to. You're going to there, come I go to our for, movies? I go there for the, I, Star Wars? I go there for the coffee, uh-huh. for the food, uh-huh. for the meetings. Uh-huh. I hit that do you go to? Do you go to t- any type of theater shows? No, I don't. Okay, well, you should. So Kansas, do you think I have time to go to theater yes, you shows? Do. You get off the radio. Can you, <laughs> stop doing your texting stuff and go see. We have the block, I, block Theater. It's the best okay. theater. KCAT, Kansas City Area Equity Theater is in there right now. It is doing, I'm uh, not Rappaport. It is one of the finest shows. Then uh, Streetcar Named Desire. So you, you can you have a good man. time and see a movie. And then go to the escape rooms, which so we what, just so, opened. So you obviously should be brought in. Whenever we're trying to do something in Kansas City, a big a big thing. No, they tell me to stay away. You should, Nothing you should, but trouble. What What's your advice for these things that we're happy? Because downtown right now is senior revitalization, yeah. obviously. Um, there's all these people out there that want to want to kill it because they don't want to see incentives given to these mm-hmm. these developers. Um, it's it's just a crazy issue. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as a city, we need to double down and keep building downtown mm-hmm. and keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some consternation about mm-hmm. that. I mean, how do we how do we fight that? Not not fight the people. Have everyone have a, a piece of the table. But we've obviously seen with the airport, mm-hmm. it, it it's going to take some time to to, to convince yeah. people that we should rebuild the airport yeah. or get a new airport. Um, how do we build that consensus that you guys build for by state? Because it's it's tough. Well, uh, the community came together to build it for by state. Um, I was always in support of it when I was at the chamber. But I would tell you that um, throwing money at something is not the answer. Mm-hmm. You must have a plan. Definitely. And I think if you look at Union Station, what you have to say is the community invested 20 years ago, but it took time to develop a solid plan that held people accountable for the return on the investment. So if you want to keep doing downtown, and it's a, it is a solid business strategy. That's who you lend money to. I want to have a plan. I want to make sure that when I come into my bank or anybody or the, to the elected uh, electorate, here's our worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And at our worst case scenario, we're going to be okay. Right. And then we're only going to do better. But you know what? Hold me accountable. Hold us accountable to re- to return on that investment. And I think that's what we need to continue to see. And that's what the station proves. We have a board of directors. It's 10 individuals. Each one of them are brilliant in what they do. What We capitalize on their their knowledge. And then we they set up a plan and we have to deliver on that plan. But more important, we have to exceed that plan. Because if we don't, then we're not doing our, the community justice. Kansas City, when you think about Kansas City at the Royals celebration, mm-hmm. we're a good city. Right. We have the opportunity right now to be a great city. Mm-hmm. So don't let anybody in this community take us back. Because exactly we have right. a heck of a lot more to do we got a lot to, to be a great on. city. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the leadership needs to do. But it needs to be focused. As Greg Graves always would say, and I, and I credit him with an awful lot of the turnaround along with Mike Haverty and Bob Rainier. He said, uh, make it better. Do better, dream, and you will achieve it. So I think if you dream it, you can achieve it. That's the answer. George Costello, making our day bright again, president and CEO of Union Station. Thank Michael you. Viazzoli, Bank of Kansas City, president and CEO. Thanks for coming on the show today, guys. You know it. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Hey!